Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It is playoff season. Yes, sir. We got playoff hockey. We got playoff basketball. We, well, we did have baseball. playoff hockey. We did. It's over. Not that many of you cared. Because <laughs> God knows Marshall didn't when we were trying to watch the game. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, game six, trying to watch Stanley Cup history. What did we What were we? What did we have on uh, the other channel? Oh, the, oh, Chiefs, the Monday night game. Yeah, the Chiefs-Ravens, which we were watching. wasn't that great of if, a game. It wasn't. But if you did watch that Monday night game, you were watching quarterbacking excellence there. The difference between those two quarterbacks is insane. People are saying there's a rivalry between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. Well, we'll, we'll, Not much we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. That's called a teaser in the radio business, folks. Okay, let's get into... Big to... J journalism. Oh, but yeah, uh, congrats, Lightning. Yeah, congrats, Lightning. Didn't realize uh, the Dallas Stars were still a hockey team or that they were even good. Well, last time so... they won the Stanley Cup was in 1999, 21 years ago. So I'm like, oh. The stars are going to align. That's what I was going to Yeah, that's the year it's I was going to come born. full circle. Well, I, the reason the I want to... The stars are going to We won't spend too much time on the hockey, but if you listen to the hockey podcast with Matt, you would know that I picked the stars before the season, and I rode with them in the playoffs, and I said the Lightning were going to meet him on the other end of the bracket. So it was all lining up, and the Lightning proceeded to kick the crap out of them. Their offense yeah. was too good. Her, yeah. Gutsy performance by Steven Skamkos. Let's get into the hoops. Yeah. Lakers, Heat, in the NBA Finals. The Heat got dismantled. In game one, yeah, it was not pretty. Yeah, a little banged up too. Yeah, so we're 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 recording. I believe it's like the fourth quarter is like almost over. But as so far, Jimmy rolled his ankle in like the first half. Uh, Dragic hurt his left foot, and Bam's went to the locker room. Um, so I mean, by the time you hear this, will probably be you know uh, an assertion whether they're going to be playing or not. But it doesn't look good. And honestly, the Heat have been my shining shining star this this uh, this podcast. If you look back in our NBA playoff preview, they don't need to look at that. They Just should take though, his word for it because the, this man <laughs> said that the Pacers were going to win, and I said the Heat were good. I picked them as my, my one of my sleeper teams. The other sleeper team I picked, the Denver Nuggets, also did pretty well. If you didn't uh, see anything about that in LA, um, hey, even a blind nut finds a squirrel twice. Hey, once hey, hey, that <laughs> Nuggets pick was good, but yeah, no, the Heat. I mean, the Heat are so deep, and the fact that like. Like, Jimmy Butler, the fact that he's not scoring, like, 35 a game tells you a lot about them because they've got shooters all around there. I've already talked about their offense. Their defense plays really well. They said, look, if you're white, shoot threes. If you're black, play defense. And it's worked out pretty well so far. <laughs> um, that's a joke. But, hey, man, Tyler Harrow, uh, Duncan Robinson, uh, Bam Adebayo's been phenomenal. I mean, a bunch of Duke stars and, you know, Coach K, he gets a lot of crap. Uh, sometimes, but uh, his national championship is draft day because he's turned out some pretty, pretty good players. Yeah. Um, but I, I wrote them. They're great. I knew they would sweep the Pacers. I had a hunch they would beat the Bucks, and then I knew that they were going to beat the Celtics or the Raptors, whoever they faced. Um, but, yeah, they're not beating the Lakers. Without injuries, right. I give them like a 35% chance. I'll, yeah, see, and I'll be honest. The reason I did not buy the Heat, I didn't watch a whole lot of them in the regular season, and I think it's just kind of like a, it's an easy narrative. Like, oh, Jimmy Butler's a bad locker room guy. Yeah. He hasn't had a whole lot of success in the playoffs. This team's going to implode. And while that might be true in the past as far as the locker room thing goes, yeah, he does look like a pretty good teammate by all accounts. He was a great teammate. Tyler, yeah. He showed up with after Tyler Hero had the game of his life, scoring yeah, 30, 30 points so, off yeah. the bench, and he was wearing his high school jersey to practice, which is he pretty cool. He wore Spolster's jersey mm-hmm. back from college. Uh, so, like, it does seem like they have a pretty good... Uh, 
chemistry in that locker room. They got a lot of good role players to fit in there. And, like, in a bubble year, this is going to be the year that upsets happen. Like, the best teams didn't win every series, as we saw with the Clippers, because you don't have to really the home crowd advantage. And it's mostly just, like, pick up ball on the street. So, like, anyone can win in, like, a pickup game because there's not a whole lot of factors. So, uh, I think that played to their advantage, but I think uh, it's kind of reached the end of the road here in this series. And the the key to me for this Lakers series, if you look at the two rosters, and I actually think this goes to the Heat's depth. Yeah. Top ten players, we're talking before uh, this podcast, if you look at the top ten players in the series, the Heat probably have more top ten players than the Lakers. Six. I put Butler in there. I put Hero in there. I put... Probably Iguodala at like the ten spot. Bam yeah. Adebayo would be in there. Um, um, Dragic, Dragic would probably Dragic. be in there. I mean, because you look at the, look at the Lakers. I mean, you got you got well, number one and number two is interchangeable between AD and LeBron. And that's the thing. Yeah. That's why the Lakers are gonna win because they like, the two best that, players on the floor. There's that yeah. gap, and the LeBron gap. Between everyone else is huge. And then you have AD as your 1A. And like you said, it's almost an interchangeable 1 and 2 because yeah. we're saying Anthony Davis is the 2 guy, quote unquote, and he's scoring 30 points a game. Yeah. So, yeah. Mean, but I mean, I'll say for the Heat, like, this team's going to be good in the future because they, they can only build on this because, like, no one really expected them to get here. I mean, no, one, there are a lot of people. I don't. I mean, I don't want to call out my co-host here, but there are a lot of people who said that that Pacers series was going to be a close one. And you know, looking at the Bucks, I mean, they've played really well. Tyler Hero's a rookie. Bam hasn't been in the NBA for that long. I mean, Kendrick Nunn was kind of good, but he kind of fell off a cliff. To be quite honest with you. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're gonna add, and I think you know. We it's so easy for us as outsiders, especially us, because we don't really know what's going on, but even like just regular talk show hosts who are like more involved in sports, yes. it's easy for like sports media to just like label a guy a locker room cancer, which has been true. Jimmy Butler has had like like his record's not been perfect. I mean, all that that thing with the Timberwolves, was he in the wrong was he in the wrong? I don't know. Uh thing with the Chicago Bulls, Rondo, Dwayne Wade. I mean, that seems That's like a million like, yeah. years. Yeah. Seems like a million years ago, but like Jimmy Butler said, like, look, this team wanted me and they traded for me. And we talked about how the Heat don't tank, they keep competitive, and they're like, look, this is a superstar. I mean, Jimmy Butler, it's it's he has undeniable talent and he has undeniable leadership skills. But, like, the 76ers thing didn't really work out. And it was like, who's the star? And the Heat said, look, we're traded for you. You're our guy. We want you to be our alpha dog. We want you to be our leader. And then they put a good coach in Eric Spolstra, a great coach in Eric Spolstra, uh, to kind of lead him in that effort. And they're in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and you alluded to the culture. And I think we have talked about this. But, like, unlike other rebuilds, like, you look at the Lakers. They had to tank for a Mm -hmm. couple years to reload. (coughs) Where the Heat have never really tanked. They've always tried to be competitive and build a winning culture. So now when it happens, you get some of these young guys, and then you bring in a guy like Jimmy Butler, they're ready to win. All you have to do is add a couple pieces. And plus, free agents are going to want to go there if they're yeah. like, there's a winning, this is a winning organization. You're looking at a team like the Chicago Bulls, for example. If I'm a free agent, there's no track record of winning there yeah. or any sort of winning culture. Why would I go there? So. I mean, in Miami, you got a pretty nice city there, too, so it's a, a desirable destination. But uh, the sad thing for the Heat is, I think when they lose this series, and I'll, I'll give them a game, because I, I do think they yeah, have the talent. Yeah, I they're... think they're going to win five. It's not going to be a sweep. I think the Lakers in five. Uh, but it's going to be tougher for them next year because they're not going to have the bubble thing. Yeah. You're going to have the Nets back. 
and fully healthy yeah. and some fully loaded teams. So I don't know if this is a one. Do you think – here's – yeah, my question for you. I don't think it will be, but I've been a heat doubter all for the past month, <laughs> and it's come back to bite me in the arse. Uh, do you believe the Heat can be contenders next I season? mean, I think so. I mean, it kind of just depends on if they get another guy. Yeah. I feel like even like a like – a, like a, like the Chris Middletons of the world. Mm-hmm. If they can get like they get a, Chris Middleton or some guy, oh, yeah, that'd be like a good like thing. Eric Brogdon or something like that. You know, I, I mean, I mean, Victor Oladipo apparently wants out of Indiana. They could snag him. I mean, that'd be a team right there. And they don't even need because, like, I know yeah, there's like all these rumors about Giannis getting traded. Giannis is staying in Milwaukee. Yeah, Giannis is staying in Milwaukee. I know uh, the Heat were one of the teams that were like, you know rumored, and I say that with a lot of, you know, grain of salt, um, to be trying to trade for him. But if they get, like, a B-list star, you know, or a supporting guy, I mean, I think that'd make them so much better. Um, I think they could do it again. And look, I mean, the heat of the heat, they got, they got good, great fans down in Miami, and I think, you know, Jimmy Butler's gonna, Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolster are the keys there. I mean, Pat Riley's phenomenal. Um, but I will say, though, because the the discussion is going to turn to this, I think I think I think we are smarter than this conversation. Yes. But there are talking heads out there who are going to say like this is LeBron's easiest road to the finals <laughs> and easiest championship. Because you look at the teams they play and they beat them all in five. Like the Heat are no slouches. The fact that the the Lakers are dismantling them says a lot about how good the Lakers are. The Heat beat the Bucks with an MVP and they beat a phenomenal Celtics team who took LeBron to seven games, what, two years ago? Yep. And they only gotten better. I mean, this team is good. I mean, they beat the Rock. The Rockets had a tough seven-game series against a good OKC team, and the Lakers smoked them. Mm-hmm. It was not particularly close. The Nuggets went to seven against the f- Finals MVP and this, like, stacked lineup dismantled them over in five games. I mean, and honestly, when you look at it, I think I think uh, the, the Nuggets will put up the best fight. Well, and you can't, like... First off, we're talking about this series like it's over, and yeah, we made that mistake yeah, yeah, with the Nuggets Clippers series. So there's it could happen that like Jimmy comes out the next game, and you know, self a dog tactics. Yeah, they come out, the white guys start balling again. Yeah, maybe a series. Just for all indications, watching this though, it was pretty pretty big. Yeah, mismatch. and I don't I don't mean to mean I don't mean to say that as if this is over. Right. But I mean to say this is like this. He's a good team. Oh, and I agree. So yeah. first off, with the asterisk thing, like. I think it's an asterisk that's a plus. How yeah. hard it was to win this championship with the layoff. Which the layoff where like, you think, like, oh, veterans get a rest. Like, you really don't. Because you're tuning up your body to get to the postseason form, and then you just kind of have to halt and then start back up again. Yeah. That's not easy on a veteran's body like LeBron James. Two, it's his 17th year. Three with the Lakers. I mean, the whole NBA had to deal with it, too, but you had the whole Kobe thing. And now you're in a bubble. You can't see your family. You got no fans. You got no home court advantage, which you earned being the number one seed in the yeah, regular definitely. season. They don't have. And they beat everyone that they played. It's not his fault the Clippers lost. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they were waiting for him. They held up their head of the bargain. So you can't hold the argument, oh, he had an easy road to the finals. Well, I thought he had an easy road to the finals in the Eastern Conference. So now he went to the harder conference, the West, and now you're going to tell me that's easy too? Like, you can't hold that against him. And this is the last thing I'll say about LeBron. If he can win this NBA final. There, I, and I think you can make the argument right now, the only other guy that'd be ahead of him in this category would probably be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But when he wins this one, I think he'll have he'll end his career with the most impressive NBA career in NBA history. And yeah. that's undeniable. And that doesn't necessarily mean best player. Like some will argue. But like the fact that came out of high school, lived up to the hype, has been to 10 NBA finals, is going to... Leave is the leading scorer in NBA history when his time's up, and that's not even the best part of his game. It's his passing. 
I mean, like, it's unarguable. He has had the most impressive resume out of any NBA player that has ever played this game. Yeah. So. And he's two assists away from another triple double. There you go. Well, the, I, I'll say the Heat have cut it to seventeen. Nah. Yeah, from I I, like thirty-two at one point. Um, I'm assuming yeah. they're they're loading the bench, but yeah, 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 yeah. We'll keep tabs on it though. Just to make, yeah, you know, there could yeah. be a great comeback, and then we'll have to talk about that. And we'll have to eat crow because we already said the Lakers are winning. But really quickly, I'm going to address this because some of you might be wondering, hey, it's the MLB postseason. Why aren't you talking about that? Your two teams are in it. We're going to hold off until after round one to discuss yeah. it. As we are recording right now, the White Sox are tied one to one. The Cubs lost their opener. Sheesh. You heard it here first. The Cubs are going to win in three. The yeah. Sox are also going to win in three. Hey, I'll say this right now. It sounds crazy because if I had said this like a year ago, you would have said, Marshall, you're clinically insane. But there is not a single human being on the planet Earth that I'd rather have than you, Darvish, to hold the the, the season in his hands. Because I think he's going to be phenomenal tomorrow. And I'm actually pretty excited. But I'll tell you what. I know there's a lot of baseball games going on right now, but I, I can't do this 2 p.m. Oh, I, that I'm, is horrible. I'm skipping classes, I man. I'm, I, tomorrow, I'm going to skip. English 235, American literature, and I don't want to. He doesn't take attendance, though. So, Dad, I'm not going to lose any points. But you're probably going to be yelling at me anyways. But, like, <laughs> I can't do these 2 p.m.s, bro. It's horrible. It's, it's, I just skipped it, class for game one for the Sox. And even and now when I am in class, I'm like, dang, I should just toss this game up on my computer. And then all of a sudden, I'm not paying attention because I'm pretending to take notes. But I'm watching, you know, the White Sox A's or the... You know, the Cleveland Indians play? I'm like, oh my goodness. Here's my dilemma. I, I skipped for the first game one. I shouldn't have admitted that, but, you know, we're on the topic. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't have class today. Game three, though, the elimination game, I have a test during that period. In the middle of the game. Oh, no. That's going to be a tough decision to make. Well, I can't skip the test, but, like, I'm going to have the game on. You're going to have to study that. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it a... Uh... It's an online test, so. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But like well, watching and hopefully testing it's is gonna a be... boring like fourth inning. That is true. Although, what is a with hypothesis the white Sox, with the white? <laughs> Get Carlos Rodon out of the game. <laughs> Wait, I typed the wrong. Yeah, he's gonna. But anyway, uh, it, is, it is. I will say though, I mean, I get to have to do it. There's like oh, there's like eight games a day, but like, can you like switch up the times? Like, they don't have any seven o'clock ones. I mean, like, yeah, the Yankees, I guess. I mean, I like, guess they're like, we got to put them in before, like, the NBA Finals. I, but at the same time, like, the people who are going to watch baseball are going to watch baseball. I agree. And there's a lot of these 2 o'clock games. These 1 and 2 o'clock Yeah, it's like... It's not a couple. It'll be, like, once in a while. I though, mean, I today it was, like, 4 p.m., and there's like, four games going on. Mm-hmm. It's brutal. And I'm like, look, like, the Cubs played at 2 to... I mean, the White Sox are going to play three 2 p.m. games. Like, I understand. But, like, you look at these matchups, there's not, like... You know, Dodgers ass like there's no like heavyweights going after it. It's like two like pretty all these series are pretty even. This is kind of like the bubble where it's gonna be chaos and a three game series like for the NBA. The best team is not gonna win every series. You're gonna there's gonna be some upsets after this first round. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll we'll do a baseball dedicated podcast hopefully next week. All right, finally, NFL week three. If you listen to Free Money, you would have had another winning week betting-wise. So, listen to that this Friday. Let's go down the list of games. We'll do a rapid fire for them. Yeah. And then some of the games that we need to spend more time on, we'll uh, stop the rapid fire. And we'll dive in. Jags, Dolphins. Minshew, pick, fails to cover the over. Mitch was upset. 
That was a horrible game. That was a horrible game. That was. We're gonna that get was another bad. one tomorrow night. Oh yeah, a real quarterback duel with the Jets and Broncos yeah. uh, this Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Niners Giants. I I can't believe that the Giants are this bad. Nick Mullins is good. Question. Mark? I mean, like, come on. No, he's not. Thirty six points. I'll answer that question. He's not. But thirty six points. Danny Dimes, like. I mean, he won a couple games last year. Well, that's why it was so concerning that Trubisky couldn't score in the second half on this Giants team because they put up 36. Nick Mullins put up 36. And the, they were missing their two starting running backs in Moser. Like, so, right. uh, anyway, uh, Redskins, Browns. Browns. The, the football team. I, I keep saying team. Redskins. Yes. Um, canceled. The Browns beat the racist. Woo. There you go. Um, Baker Mayfield, he's decent, you know. They... Dwayne Haskins, not, not so Dwayne good. Ha- there are so many, like, great quarterbacks, and Dwayne Haskins is just, like, he was trying to fit in, but he's... And they they, they lost uh, Young, Chase Young, too. He's oh, they, he, they did? Yeah, he, he gone. Everyone's getting hurt. All right. Eagles, Bengals. Oof. Oh, my goodness. You can answer this one. Is Carson Wentz a top 10 quarterback? Well, so I was vouching for my man. No. I was you vouching. had to be there. Yes. We had an eight-hour argument over whether Carson Wentz is top 10 or not. And I said it. Well, I sent it in the, our group chat to just further Mitch's misery after White Sox got shelled the day. But uh, Carson Wentz is the only player in the NFL, or the only quarterback in the NFL to have a pass rating below 70 with a clean pocket. No pressure. That's yeah, not great. It doesn't look good for him. Before I get into my Carson Wentz defense, or maybe lack thereof at this point, <laughs> let me give Baker Mayfield, or not Baker Mayfield, the other guy that plays uh, in Ohio who was Joe drafted Burrow. number one overall, Joe Burrow, some credit here, because uh, he went into Philly and, you know, he kept that team afloat. The week before, he had he 67 passes. Yeah. Like, he did get smacked around in this one, and he kept him in the game. Now, the Eagles are lucky there are no fans in Philadelphia because yeah. they would have gotten booed off the field. Wentz may or may not have gotten hit by a battery from the upper deck. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. The fact that they, in overtime, they had a chance to either go for it on fourth down or kick a go-ahead field goal with like nine seconds left. They're at like midfield. Mm-hmm. It was like near the end of the game. Like, Punted. nah, we'll punt. We'll take the tie. Really? That's not good. Now, for the Carson Wentz argument. Coming into this year, statistically, he is a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. If you look at that team he had last year, with all the injuries and who he was throwing to, he had Boston Scott as his running back. I don't think so either. But just for you folks that don't think he's a top 10 quarterback (laughs) and you're going off his numbers, Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback. However, this year, as Marshall pointed out, he has played like dog (laughs) doo-doo. Trying to clean up the language a little bit. But (laughs) it has been bad. They, they got to make a change because Nick Foles is embarrassing this man in Chicago. They kept the wrong guy. And as Trump says, bad things happen in Philadelphia. That is true. Yeah. That is true. One of the Put few things Jaylen he said Hurts, that wasn't baby. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going that far. Uh, Patriots, Raiders. Good uh, for Cam. This looks like the same old Patriots with a stronger, more muscular, blacker quarterback <laughs> under center that can run. Because, uh, like, the formula for the Patriots has been the same. Good defense. They're running the ball. And Cam Newton's passing accuracy has been impressive. Yeah. The fact that, like, Josh Daniels and Bill Belichick deserve some credit here because, like, in Carolina, we're like, oh, Cam's a horrible passer. Yeah, his accuracy was, like, a big point. accuracy's bad. He's moving out of the pocket and we're using his legs. And when he's in the pocket throwing, his completion percentage is at about 70% right now. Good for him. Uh, Oh, this is the good one. Bears-Falcons. Bears-Falcons. You know... 
I'll let you get into the Bears, but I mean, like, the Broncos are 0-3 <laughs> this year, but every time, like, I'm sad about the Broncos, I remind myself, at least I'm not a Falcons fan. Because, oh, my bad. goodness, the it's fact that they bad. lost this game, the fact that Dan Quinn still has a job when millions have been, you know, unemployed because of coronavirus is sickening, to say the least. Well, I think last year he probably should have been fired, but they played hard for him down the stretch. So they're like, okay, we'll keep now let's look at the three games this year. In game one, they outgained the Seahawks offensively, yet they still lost by over two scores. Yeah. That's not bad. At home, that's not or that's that, that's not good. That's not good. Not good. Week two, historic collapse against the Cowboys. One of the most inexplicable collapse. I mean, that, I honestly, like if you look like just game basis, that was worse than the Super Bowl. Oh, horrible. They they, they had a chance. So, like, the special teams blunder at the end was bad to begin with. But just the fact that they were like you, they had three fumbles they recovered in the first quarter, and they couldn't win that game. They're not like yeah, because no, the, the Cowboys just... didn't play good. Now you go to this week, and this is a Bears team that was out of it, and they were up pretty big. And the biggest thing that goes against Dan Quinn here, and you would think he'd learned his lesson by now. So the Bears cut it to within a one touchdown game, and he comes out screen pass incomplete, another pass incomplete, deep ball downfield on third down incomplete. Why aren't you trying to burn clock? Yeah. That cut the Bears in the game. They left them a ton of time on the clock. That was inexcusable. Like, you're talking about coaching malpractice right there. That's it. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. in the Super Bowl, it was the same thing. He was criticized for not running the ball. You wonder why you're blowing leads. because late in the game. You, you didn't, they didn't burn any time. We didn't have to use any timeouts there. It was bad. Now, I will say this for the Bears. Are they a good 3-0 team? No, probably not. But the resilience to keep coming back in these games... I'll give him some credit for these first two weeks. And I also want to give Matt Nagy a big shout-out here. Because it would have been easy to throw in the towel in that second half and be like, yeah, we're losing. Let's tr- we'll, we'll get back to it next week. But he put in Nick Foles at the right time. He's like, hey, I'm not giving up this game. I've seen enough of Mitch Trubisky. We're bringing in Nick Foles, and it worked. Nick Foles threw five passes that should have been caught for touchdowns. One was dropped in the end zone. One got ripped out of Allen uh, uh, Robinson's hands. But he played a phenomenal game. I'm a lot more confident in the offense because it was like night and day. Because Foles can throw the ball downfield. You can see him push it downfield, which Trubisky failed to do. Guys like Jimmy Graham are getting involved in the red zone. Allen Robinson looks tremendous. Uh, Miller had a great game. The, the whole field opened up, which was great to see. Uh, unfortunately, we lost Tariq Cohen to an injury for ACL, which stinks because he just got signed to an Welcome extension. But club. Yeah, I mean, it could be worse. The defenses look pretty good. Uh, yeah, I'm just glad we scored over 30 points to the Falcons. And I give him credit for putting Nick Foles on. Uh, I got, you know what? I got a, they done. have a chance to go 4-0. Oh, he's done. That man's done. Someone said he's like, yeah, he's going to be a new career backup. I don't think he's even going to be a career backup. Like, yeah, do you want him as your backup quarterback? He's, Not really. I mean, like. It doesn't look good. I He started his last. I think it's safe to say he started his last game as a Chicago Bear, unless there's yeah. an injury or. For some reason, they go back. Like I, I can't imagine because the dude, like, I mean, he put up some decent points against the Giants, and I mean, we said it. I said it after the Lions game, where it's like he's got some good throws in him, but like the vast majority of his play is just, it's just not good. If he's in the pocket passing, it's the, he's better when he's using his legs, yeah. which they don't really utilize enough in that offense. And Nick Bowles like knows the offense a lot better. I'll be quite frankly, I'm surprised he won the job out of training camp. Uh, yeah, because like the way I mean, it goes, that was like yeah. a, I feel like that was like a we drafted him so high we can't that like, might have been. But you also just traded for Nick yeah, Foles who fair. won his four. He's a Super Bowl MVP. You look at the list of Super Bowl MVPs. 
He's in some pretty good company with Von Miller. There you right, go. The Broncos there you go. Shout out that. All right, enough about them. All right, Rams, Bills. You know, the Rams showed me a lot in this game by coming back. Unfortunately, a P.I. ruined it for them at the end, but this yeah, Bills team is pretty good. These are two competitive tough. teams. That one was tough. I mean, it kind of was P.I., but at the same time, like, really, we're going to call that to end the game. Um... Bills are for real. Josh Allen got a lot of hate. I think he's. I think he's turned around. I'm, he he turned what was an overrated cor- quarterback. Like um, who was strictly a mobile guy. Yeah, like, it was like a just, mobile yeah. guy. He was throwing it billion yards over his receiver's head. He's a running back with a great arm. Yeah, but his reputation's turned around, and he's throwing tutties. Stephon Diggs was huge for them. Uh, watch out for the Bills. Watch out yeah. for the Bills. Bills Patriots is going to be those are going to be two good games. I agree. Well, because Josh Allen he's been phenomenal in the red zone, which is huge for him. Yeah. Uh, I think his red zone efficiency has been good, and they got an above average defense. The Rams I give some credit too because they were in Buffalo, they were down twenty eight to three, and they were a play away from winning this one, and I think they should have. I still think the Rams are a very good team. I was impressed with that performance. Uh, but the Bills those are two playoff caliber teams. Yeah. Uh, we'll go Texans Steelers now. Texans 0-3. They're 0-3. Come on. Deshaun Watson, the one-man band. Like, oh, you're gonna you got Deshaun Watson as your quarterback, and you have a somewhat decent defense, and you're gonna be 0-3. Come on. That's horrible. Uh, Are you impressed with the Steelers? I just watched that and it's like I mean, they James Conner's good. They got a good old line. They're they have a lot of really good young receivers. Um, they draft receivers really well. I don't know what their what their wide yeah. receiver scouting is, but uh, they got some good rookie guys. Um, but overall, like I don't know, I don't trust them. They they do have a good defense, you know. Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt, um, those are two good, two really good passers. But Texans, come on, man! I mean, they're they're zero and three, and the company of zero and three is 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 really bad. It is bad. It you is know? bad. Well, it's in that company is the Vikings, who my goodness, Titans. That was a bad loss. Titans are going to be good. Kirk Cousins and Van Jefferson look good, but, I mean, Steven Goskowski solved his kicking roads. Everyone's like, oh, Titans special teams is garbage. They're really not that bad. They just had a bad yeah, first two bad, weeks. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill looks pretty good. He does look pretty he's good. He's making a case to get in that top 10 for quarterbacks. Yeah. He's not there yet, but he's he, in the yeah, top and he's 15. No long, and, and, and the Titans, like, I mean, they got to... Over the playoffs, you got to do what you got to do to win football games. And they're, they're not this team that's going to give the ball to Derrick Henry, you know, 99 plays out of 100 and let him just run all over the field. He's like, Ryan Tannehill is almost like an older, slightly less athletic version of Josh Allen. And Josh Allen has a better arm, too. But if you look at their games, they're very similar. Because yeah. Tannehill can run with it, too, and his passing's been pretty good. So look out for the Titans. They look pretty good. Panthers, Chargers. Hey, no McCaffrey, no problem. Good for uh, a Baylor coach who got his first win. Matt forgot those teams uh, were still on a Justin Herbert, you tried. I hope the punctured lung gets better. I mean, oh, Herbert didn't have a whole lot. 330 yards isn't terrible. One, one touchdown, one interception. But, but the, 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 those defenses are bad. Yeah. Uh, Jets, Colts. Wow. Wow. No need to watch that one. The Jets stink. Uh, no need to even talk about that one. That wasn't even an impressive Colts win. The Jets are just bad. Uh, Cowboys Seahawks. Now, this is a great game. This was a Russell great Wilson, game. MVP category. Camden Russell early. Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes are tied for the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, and Man, Russell, if you look at what, go ahead. Yeah, you and, and I was gonna say, like, dude, like Russell Wilson's crazy because, like, I feel like every time he, like, when was the last time Russell Wilson had a bad game? No, that's what I'm saying. You know, he should have had another touchdown pass if that. 
DK Metcalf wasn't hot dogging yeah, it. How many true. YouTube videos of wide receivers do you have to see getting the ball punched out for a touchback? Do you have to watch to you know, like, hey, let me run in the end zone before I like before I start dancing or whatever? Like, it sounds like a boomer take. But you don't need to be looking at the Jumbotron at your live highlights. You don't need to walk in. Do you look that cool walking into the end zone? Yeah. No. Like, that was stupid. That I was hate... Stupid. That is my biggest pet peeve when they get caught from behind like that. Yeah. But, uh, you know what? It was the, a good-looking win. The Cowboys, uh, you guys got to figure it out. Because you guys got a lot of talent on this team, and Dak Prescott's been in limbo. Is he great? Is he mediocre? Is he average? But if you guys are going to, like, you know, cash in on a lot of talk that's been going on. You got to learn how to win these football games. Yeah, well, the Cowboys' defense has been torched the past two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's not a good sign. And, I mean, they lost to a Seahawks team, and they did score 31 points. So it was yeah. horrible, he, but the Seahawks', the Seahawks defense are, yeah, they're, is not good. Yeah, Their best like, pass rusher is Jamal Adams, who's a safety. That's a red flag. Uh, but, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson's a good team. Uh, I mean, Patrick was on the podcast. He picked him to go to the Super Bowl. The way it's looking with Russell Wilson's playing... Yeah. Hey, maybe. I, I still don't see it yet. Uh, we're going to go uh, Cardinals, Lions. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals I, came back down to earth. Cool yeah, that was where we'll pump the brakes on uh, the Cardinals. I still think they're going to win the division. I still think they're going to go at least one win into the playoffs. But, uh, hey, you know what? Matt Patricia, I think he has the stuff that could he could be a pretty good coach in the NFL. And I think Matt Stafford's got a lot to play for. Kenny Galladay's a great receiver. Um, There's talent on there. I just think yeah, they're poorly coached. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Matt Patricia, I don't know. I'm kind of in and out on Matt Patricia because he's going to be one of those things where, like, he's such a good defensive coordinator, and it's like, is he going to be that great of a head coach? Was it Bill Belichick carrying him? Who knows? Cardinals will be fine. Broncos, Bucks, And I'll let you go on your Broncos sob story in a I second. mean, this game went exactly how I thought it would go. Could have won some money on it. But, I mean, the Buccaneers, actually, I will say, out of all the teams in the NFL – they have as good a shot as any is uh, challenging the uh, the Chiefs to the Super Bowl. As far as the opposite yeah, side. And in, in the NFC. I'm not so sold on him. It's just like they played a team with absolute incompetence at the quarterback position. They did. And, like, look, they the, the amount of injuries on the Broncos, we have almost $60 million of, cow, of our cap space injured. Is that good? That's not good at all. I mean, I think it's like 40%. Because it's like all the guys left are rookies. You know, we got we just signed two dudes off the practice squad because two guys, two, uh, our starting nose tackle and our starting right, well, actually, our starting right guard who turned into our starting right tackle because our actual starting right tackle opted out due to coronavirus. He just broke his shin. So he's out for probably the rest of the year. Um, hey, you know what? So he, the Broncos have an interesting situation ahead of them, and I want to hear your take on this. All right. Drew Locke is going to be back by at least, what they've said is at least week eight at the latest. So we're going to get, hopefully, eight get eight games out of Drew Locke. But the Broncos have the 28th hardest schedule in the NFL. And currently speaking, at 0-3, we have, yeah, like, I mean, you look at it, we got the Jets, hopefully we can win. Patriots, we're going to lose. Dolphins, hopefully we can win. Chiefs, that's a loss. Falcons, probably a loss. Raiders, Chargers, Saints, that's an L. Chiefs again, that's an L. Panthers, hopefully. Bills, that's an L. Chargers and Raiders. Well, that's the 28th hardest schedule in the league. And right now, we currently have the best odds for the number one overall pick, which means Mr. Lawrence. 
It's a shame that you guys had all these injuries. Because this is really a team that, like, when yeah. the line came out for him, it was seven and a half. I'm like, oh, hammer that. That's a layup. Yeah. And they just went down one by one. Your season's coming down to Thursday night. As sad as it sounds, if you cannot yeah. beat the Jets, well, I mean, it might be I mean, roll out the tanks. It's full, Well, that's what, that's full what I'm saying. Mode. I mean, they're going to tank regardless. But um, if, you, if you got Drew Locke, if he plays pretty well. Well, Locke's we... going to mess it up where he's going to come back in. And you're going to have to start Drew Locke. Because, oh, like, oh, you absolutely, can't, especially absolutely. Vic Vanger, the, the seat's well, warming up. Like, you no, gotta win some games. No, it's not. It's, that is not true. It, 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 I know a lot of I didn't of say fans, he's gonna get fired um, no, after no, no, this year. No, that's not true. That is, that is cap. I'm calling cap. The first time we've used the word cap on this podcast, a lot of people was calling for his neck. He went 7-9 last year with three different QBs, one of which was a rookie. The other one was Brandon Allen. The other one was Joe Flacco. And Listen. this year... The, the the defense is in shambles because of. You're so telling many me if they go two and fourteen this year, that the the the, the seat's not going to be like. There's not going to be some questions raised in Denver. No. If they're as bad as they look through these first couple of games. I mean, okay, maybe. Here's my point. Look, it, it, I don't think he's going to get fired at the season. But not. when Drew Locke is healthy again. He's not going to say, like, he wants to win some games well, to make his saying. resume look that's good. That's what I'm saying. And Drew Locke is going to win enough games where it's going to mess up any shot you guys have at Trevor Lawrence. He's going to win enough games to, to blow it for you in the end. Because if you look at the schedule, I think you'll split well, no, against, I'm, here's what I, here's, you'll here's split my against the Raiders. Here's my, here's my question. Yeah. Here's my question. If, or like, even like a Justin Fields from Ohio State. Okay. Even if, even, even if Drew Locke plays pretty well. Why would you want to draft uh, Justin Fields? When you have a lot of knees elsewhere, it's clear that you, there's saying, a lot of positions you well, can use some more depth. Well, there's a team because... that pretty much just did this where they had a guy who's probably going to be the guy, maybe not the guy, and then they drafted Kyler Murray. See, the difference is Drew good. Locke has had some NFL success or Josh Rosen That's fair. has a disaster I mean, look, in the NFL. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I hope the Broncos can pull out 8-8 eight eight out of their behind and Drew Locke is the guy and we can draft like a linebacker. It's just an interesting scenario. I might get a pass rusher because I think uh, Von Miller's days are numbered as an elite pass rusher. Yeah, to come well, back from an injury his, like his that. days are definitely numbered in the orange and blue, depending on if he takes a pay cut or not. But we'll yeah. get to that later. But, I mean, no, it's like, honestly, at this point for the Broncos, it's just toss in rookies and develop them. Packers-Saints. Packers look like a legit contender. That's yeah. a team I was impressed with. That was a great win in New Orleans. Aaron Rodgers looks like he's having a ton of fun. The offense is really creative. You look at some of these tight end swing screen passes they were setting up with him and Matt LaFleur. It was impressive. Yeah. And now I will say, I thought they were one of the worst 14-2 and two teams last year, and I thought Rodgers carried them. So I was like, ah, LaFleur's not that good. But you look at the past couple of Packers head coaches, he's had the best record out of all of them. And uh, the last two... Uh, McCarthy and who they have Holmgren before that. Uh, they both won Super Bowls. So, before Lur, I've been impressed that the defense has improved enough because that's a tough Saints team. Despite the fact they're one and two, yeah, they are a good team. Uh, but you know, okay, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you this: How good are the Saints if you remove Alvin Kamara from that team? Now that changes things. I'm not saying they're bad. I, I do think they're pretty good, but I think like, they go from. I think they're like right as of right now, the way they look. I think. They are a ten and six sort of team. I agree. You move Alvin Kamara, that's looking more like an eight and eight, nine and seven. Yeah, I totally agree. That he does carry the offense a lot. Now you're also missing Michael Thomas too. That's true. Which doesn't help. So when Michael Thomas is back, and you're looking at a whole other animal there because Drew Brees has been struggling to push the ball downfield, but uh, Manuel Sanders finally got into the action, uh, which well, I think will help him uh, if they can start getting him going. Finally, 
Chiefs Ravens. This is all about Patrick Mahomes. T is in a class by himself. Because Lamar Jackson was probably the only other one comparable to him in the quarterback realm just because he won the MVP last year. That was a dismantling of a excellent Ravens defense. And I mind you, he has a lot of weapons. I know, I've heard that. I mean, I use that point too, but like, that was that was impressive. That, there's not much more I can say. It was just, if you, if you, he's in a tier by himself. Like, if you're ranking quarterbacks, there's Patrick Mahomes, tier one, tier two, tier three, Mitch Trubisky tier. Now, that, that's, that was a very impressive win. And now, too, with that quarterback, Clyde Edwards-Solaire, you still got the fastest receiver in football. That team's just, it's an arsenal. You got the best tight end. The defense looked a lot better. You held the Ravens at 20 points, so. I mean, I think I agree with you, but I do think Russell Wilson is, I mean, I think he's Patrick close. Holmes is better, but I don't think it's like that huge of a gap. I think it's those two, and then there's a pretty big gap. But um, if Russell Wilson had this roster, yes, yeah. he would be putting up the same number. I do agree. Just the way with this team around him, but no I, I mean, well, going into that, I think I mean the the Ravens lost this game when it started because they got out coached. You know, every way you look at it, the 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 Chiefs' offensive playbook was like Madden out there. Like literally, I know we say like you know people are like, oh, he's putting up video game numbers, but that was literally they're pulling stuff like it was insane. And they're going off. Uh, the Ravens got out coached. They put up a lot of fight, and I think they'll be fine. But Lamar Jackson is, I believe, twenty-one and one as a starter, yep. not playing Pat Mahomes. When he does play Pat Mahomes, I believe he's zero and five. Or no, Pat Mahomes in the playoffs, he's zero and five. So uh, you gotta you gotta shake that monkey, my friend Lamar, uh, because he Patrick Mahomes has, has been beating you. But I mean, look, Lamar Jackson doesn't play defense, so like. No, and, 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 and you need him to throw a little bit more, but but the Ra- the Chiefs have a good defensive scheme. They have a great defensive coordinator, and that's what like well, really did him. Here's what kind of showed to me: like Lamar Jackson is not very good when he's behind. He has trouble coming back in these games. Like when he's playing with a lead, I think it's just I think it's just like running. a I think it's just like a good team. Like, you, I agree, but if you're down yeah. multiple scores, I think it's going to be harder. For, it, it doesn't look like he's like because he's his deep ball accuracy's gotten better. But his bread and butter is using his legs, and they have that triple option sort of thing. Yeah. And it's hard to come back when you're doing that down three scores because you're burning a lot of clock. That could be a potential problem with them. I still think the Ravens are an excellent team. That's the toughest team uh, they're probably going to face. I mean, if you look at the Ravens' schedule, um, you know they got Washington, the Bengals, the Eagles, who apparently stink now. Like They have a very favorable schedule yeah. down the stretch. Uh, I think I'm last thing I want to talk about, oh, very quickly. Thing. Doc Rivers got fired. Oh, yeah. I got some thoughts about this. I want to hear yours first. That's how we're going to wrap this up. I mean, I'm kind of the guy where, like, obviously, if you're losing and you think coach is the reason, like, you can get rid of him. And I don't know. There's a lot of theories bouncing around. When Kawhi wanted him, they didn't want him. Paul George, you know, like, who who, who knows? But uh, my thing is, like, are you going to find a guy better than Doc Rivers out there? In the current coaching pool, I mean, you got Ty Lue. I think he's a good coach, um, but he was already, But Ty Lue is already on this on this coaching staff, so he could could potentially be part of the problem. I mean, you got. Um, I, mean, I can't even think of that many names out there that would uh, be sufficient replacements. I mean, you got Mike D'Antoni out there, but I don't think you want that. Um, yeah, I mean, 
I, yeah, I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm always like, I'm all, I'm, I'm always a guy. I, I've always been like slow to fire coaches. I agree. Oh, especially in the NBA, it's a very yeah. And it's like, dude, Paul George. I mean, we read out those abysmal stats in Game Seven. If they win that Game Seven and Kawhi hits his shots, like we're not having this conversation because I think if he loses to the Lakers, you know, they, I mean, you, if you if you lose to the Lakers in six or seven, that's a thing where it's like, you know, that happens. They're the best team in the right. NBA. But I mean, if he can hit his shots, we're not here. But here we are. Here's what the and I don't think Doc Rivers is necessarily a bad coach i mean he's definitely not but there's no he's definitely not a bad coach and was this necessarily all his fault no he seems like a scapegoat for paul george missing a lot of shots but that being said you're gonna blame paul george and all of them for him getting fired look at the guys that doc rivers has coached over the course of his career you have kevin garnett paul pierce ray allen they only won one ring out of that then with the clippers he has not made it out of the second round and you had Chris Paul, you had a Blake Griffin in his prime, and DeAndre Jordan when they were good. And they couldn't make it out of the second round. That's a problem. Now you have Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Lou Williams. You have all these great players, and they looked very disinterested in these playoffs, where I think the art of coaching is like you have to know how to manage egos and get your guys engaged. And I think that's why like you look at guys like Phil Jackson or Steve Kerr. These guys loaded rosters. It should be easy to win. Well, what Doc Rivers has proven, even with a good roster, it's not no, easy to win. No, Coaching egos like this, I guys disagree. like that, is an art. You have to know how to do it well. There's a lot of like, you, you have to know how to manage a locker room and like with these guys and like their egos. I and disagree. I think so. Phil, Phil Jackson and Steve Kerr deserve more credit for what they've done, especially a guy like Steve Kerr, uh, because they take talent and they win. We're, no, I. He, this, if you look at it, it's a pretty damning record. If the, you look at those guys, that Clippers he's team, that Clippers team, they were never. That's a lot of names. That's a lot of brand names, and they were not. That's like, a lot of good players he's had. That's what it is. Yeah, but I mean, you look at their stacked teams. I mean, I don't, I don't put a lot of stock in DeAndre Jordan or Blake Griffin, even when they're in their prime. They did a lot of cool windmill dunks and alley oops. But when you like, when you deconstruct that team, team was not a super team you by any means. Made it out of the second round. Yeah, they could have made it out of the second round. This team definitely should have made it out of okay, the second round. Okay, but you look at you look at this team though. You look at Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard is not a leader. He has never been a leader, and that's fine. But with last year, you had two dudes for championship caliber players, and which we saw this year with Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry, especially Kyle Lowry. Those two dudes led the chemistry, and that's fine. You got you need players to step up when it's time to shine. And you even had reports this year of Paul George saying, you know, we got to keep it together. After Game 7 when they lose, he's in the locker room saying, we got to keep it together. You know, he's saying, you know, this wasn't our year to compete. I think it totally falls on his players' hands. Like, you can, your coach, he can drop X and O's, and he can give you speeches all you want. But if your players are not, they don't have it in their DNA to win championships. I mean, Kawhi's proven he does have it in his DNA to win championships because he's done yeah, with but, two different teams. Yeah, but he's not a, he's not an. But if you're looking for a natural leader, because you need a, you need a player who's going to be a leader, and it's not Kawhi Leonard, and they, it was no one on that staff or on that on that roster was going to do it. You can get. I, I, I definitely that, think. I mean, Doc Rivers has blown three one leads before, and you can put a notch. In, in you know in the belt of him being a bad coach, but he's proven he's a great coach, and this is not on him. I don't think this I is would on not him. call him a great coach. He's proven he is an adequate NBA coach, and he probably didn't deserve to get fired for this. He did. But where there's smoke, there's fire, 
He's had a lot of good rosters, and he's blown a lot of leads. And you know what? When Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant were first starting out, they weren't considered great leaders either. The, the coach is supposed to be the leader in the locker room. So, I mean, you know, you can't put it all on Kawhi. I mean, yeah, actually, you can put a lot on Kawhi, but... Like, you yeah, can't you expect can. him I to mean, be the, like, he was, was he wasn't necessarily, he, he didn't have to be the leader in Toronto. He didn't have to be the leader and with the Spurs. Because Greg Popovich right, was point. the leader of those that's teams. That's my point. Right. Well, if you're saying. No, no, that, that, no, 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 Doc Rivers should have been the leader here then. Greg Popovich, when Kawhi obviously, was in. Okay, but you, but no, that's my point is obviously he's the leader, but you need someone on the basketball court who's actually putting the basketball in his hands, you need a leader there. And they didn't have one. They didn't even have close to one. And like I said before, I mean, Kawhi and Paul George, your finals MVP, and the dude who you traded a billion first-round draft picks, they didn't hit a single shot in the fourth quarter. That's insane. That's not Doc Rivers' fault. That's an abnormality in the general basketball yeah, world. Yeah, any of it on him? I think it's at least they didn't, they, 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 A finals MVP didn't make a single shot, and you're going to say, yeah, it's the coach's fault. I think it's 70-30. 70-30? Doc players. Rivers on the court? 70, shooting 70, uh, 70 on the players. 70-30. That's still 30%. I mean, like, I I, 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 don't know what, I don't know what more you can do. I mean, you made the same argument with Joe Madden last year. Joe Madden is a good coach, but the Chicago Cubs couldn't hit a dang baseball to save their lives, and you can put some on the coach at that point, but it gets time where John Joe Madden is not teeing off in the batter's box. Doc Rivers isn't shooting threes. He's not shooting threes off the side of the backboard like Paul George's. I understand, but like, uh, but like, it's, 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 it's a lot easier than MLB manager. Managing a bullpen's hard. Putting your five best not, guys on I'm the not, court. I'm isn't. not saying that. I'm not saying that's what I'm saying. Putting your five best guys on the court. He he he's the fact obvious, he hasn't been able to make it out of the second round with all the talent he has coached over his career. Even with the Celtics, they, they, there's a reason they traded him to the Clippers in the first place because they couldn't. They stopped like. They only won one title. I'm just saying, with that, like, with that if you court. want to pull up the pedigree of Doc Rivers, that's like to each their own. But in this isolated situation, this is what happened. The Clippers are like, this is our year. Kawhi's the king. The third best player on the Lakers is Contavious Caldwell Pope. We should win this year. And then they pulled the trigger because they thought they had it in the bag when they got all these dudes together. They got all these name guys together. And then they couldn't win. And they pulled the trigger saying they got to find someone's fault. And it's, and it's Doc Rivers. I don't. I, yeah, but I think is it fair to say that he might just be a B plus coach? He's not. He's not in the same class as the Popoviches or. Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't um, know. I don't know. A lot of people are claiming that he is. Well, I mean, you look. You're Doc Rivers. You're like, oh, that's a great. He's a top tier NBA coach. I think he's a B plus NBA. I don't think he's anything special. B plus eighty eight percent. I don't think anyone's gonna. He's dis- not bad. Yeah, that's that wasn't the yeah, complete reason they lost, but but it's not I his first time he's done this. That's all. Yeah, I'm saying. we know, and it no wasn't one's completely saying no one's, no one's putting Phil Jackson on there. I mean, but that's what I said. Who else are you gonna get? You gonna toss Ty Lue in there? Who the only success he's had is because he got dragged over by LeBron Jim James. Jim Boylan's available, and you yeah, know he's Jim gonna be calling Boylan. some timeouts oh, yeah. and making them practice. I mean, that's, off that's what I'm saying. You got like that's what I'm saying. You got you got a B plus coach in there. Who's gonna be better? You got a bunch of C's and D's in the in the in the coaching pool right now. Maybe. The best coach available is Mike D'Antoni. We'll find out. Do you think, well, but with this Clippers roster, do you think they're making it out of the second round next year? I mean, they should. Yeah, I, mean, I think they will. I think, and if they do, and, it, and if they do, it'll, it'll be it'll be because huh. it'll no. No, 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 no. Interesting. No, 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 no. Very no. interesting. Because here's what's gonna happen: the Clippers make it out of the second round last next year. It'll probably be because either Kawhi or Paul George or both hit thirty points. And and if that had happened, we Doc Rivers would still be the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers, 
And we wouldn't be having this conversation. Because Perhaps. it's on the players. Perhaps. I think this is the last straw, though. I think this is for more things leading up to it. Because this one, this one was more on the players. Okay, but you, but... you, you look at the Clippers last year. The fact, they, they, the fact they even made the playoffs is insane with their best player being... Lou Williams or Montrez Harrell or Pat Beverly. It's not hard to make the playoffs in the NBA. Yeah, but they gave, they gave the, the best team, the Warriors, with a healthy Kevin Durant for some of the series. They gave them a good fight. I, I mean, that, that, that's, 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 a, that's, a, that's a team, you know, but I digress. That comes to the end of the pod. His vocal cords are ashy as hell, so yeah. they couldn't understand the plays oh, guys, he was drawing up. Hey, hit some threes. No, coach. Sorry. You want us to I'm miss the threes? I'm just here to, you know, get with some Instagram model <laughs> here in LA. That's all we have for you. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your football weekend and uh, MLB weekend and MLB finals. We will be back with our recap. You Darvish, bad news day, week. baby. That's right. <laughs>